Listener Production. Manic Monday edition of Footy Talk Podcast. We talk about the Bombers and the lid being off. Is Petrarca the next Dusty? What's going on with the Blues? Does the Saints-Max King problem actually work in their favour? The Crows are poo, plus Jay-Z's top three headlines. This is the Footy Talk Podcast coming up next. Happy Monday, one and all, Footy Talk podcast time in studio. As always, Abby Holmes, welcome. Good morning. Round 17, done and dusted. In the books as we are slowly climbing the hill towards final. And a man who is like a lot of people listening, I'm sure, breaking the back of school holidays. We love our kids. (laughs) Yes. They are fantastic. But by Christ, do we love when we get to throw them back into school. Jay-Z, welcome. Praise Jesus, I say, (laughs) Daisy. That's for sure. It's the last day. Hey, what's in the water? Up there at Tullamarine, there's some magic juice getting around, and whatever is powering those magnificent bombers, what I game. want some. Ah, it game. was unbelievable. The bombers are flying, and we're going to start with your big three takeaways of the round. And we're yep. starting with the bombers yep. at Tullamarine, as you just said. Yep. What a performance that was yesterday! A sort of mini elimination final, if you will. Yes, the winner kicks clear, the loser, obviously, now just back in the muck of that big chasing pack. Augie, we've been keeping that lid. Sort of tightly screwed on at Essendon. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's been 20 years since we were on a final. The Build. disappointment's around the corner yes. at some point. Small When's it st- coming off? Small steps. Well, I'm going to rip that lid yes. right off, Abby, because Woo! Monday the 10th of July <laughs> and the lid has gone... <laughs> Straight off. It is the day. So uh, big change. I mean, go back to 10 months ago, Ben Rutten got sacked. They nuked half of the football department, all that sort of stuff. A lot of heartache. Well, I tell you what, they've drawn a line on the pain and agony of the past decade, Bombers fans, and they're playing with a, with a uh, drive and a zest and an energy and a commitment on the defensive mm. front, Abby Holmes, which, which we haven't seen for some time. They tore your boys a Ooh. new one. That was dead at halftime. They yeah. kicked 81 points at halftime. And they faced Geelong this week, Abs. That was a ripping game of footy. Whilst I'm a Crow supporter, yes, disappointing in the result. But just to sit back and watch that, 79 points were kicked in the first quarter. Um, But as you said, to half time, they were already, you know, plus 22 on the inside 50 count. They had 19 goals between both the sides to half time. It it was an unbelievable game of footy and just their pressure. Mm. Like, you know, Adelaide are a really good side at D50 to forward 50. They love to get their handball chains going, that run and carry through the centre of the ground. And... Mm. The Bombers just nullified that. They, mm. The Crows didn't have anything, particularly in that first half. Their pressure inside forward 50 was an absolute mm. standout. The yes. ball went in and it didn't come out easily, which yeah. is obviously a one would of Adelaide. To your point about the blowing up of the football department, yep. at the time we sit there and go, oh, is this the right move? How poorly have they moved on? Yep. Ben Rutten, what's going on here? Yep. It's shown again, a yep. bit like the Pies blowing up their list a couple of years ago, yep. that these decisions, albeit hard at the time, are generally for the betterment going forward. Good. It was bold change. It was brave change at the time. And I look around at Essendon. I was, I was doing the count. I thought, how many Bombers players are playing career best footy? I counted 18. Mm, yeah. Wow. Right? And that's the Brad Scott's. So like, he's come in and he's he said, I want to be a development coach. I want all these players to get better. And that's what's happening. And you know what? We still haven't seen Elijah Sardis mm. um, pick five. We haven't seen Zach Reed, right? Top 10 pick. Plus, they got Nick Cox to come back and we haven't seen him for two years. Like, so there is so much much growth and excitement to look forward to. I spoke to Dyson Heppel in the rooms 
and he said, I've never been enjoying my footy. It's been That's, a long time. Yeah. It's a little bit of the Craig McRae. Yes. Come in, mm. play good footy, play hard football, but yep. enjoy it while you're doing it. He says he's got – I said, what is it about Brad Scott? He, sa- he said he's got a real firmness about it, so you want to play for him, but equally he ca- there's really genuine care, right? Yeah. So he's got this great balance. We see it in the game style. It's a harmonious environment. And why would Mason Redman and Darcy Parrish – I watched them in the team circle yeah. in the song yesterday, right – and that couldn't have been happier, these two blokes. And I'm like, they're a yeah. million to one to leave this joint, yeah. right? Why it's not going to happen. I love the quote of we had Brad Scott on the Sunday rub and he said, it's fine. If they want to go, they can go. Yes. But, you know, we're creating an environment where we think that players want to stay rather than us mm-hmm. begging them to stay. If it's not for them, love that. see you later. We'll find someone who is, which is a great message. And yeah. isn't it awesome when you start seeing the development of their draftee? Like Ben Hobbs for me in that yes. first oh, half. Another he career best by miles. Incredible. And he's had to do it the hard way. Yep. He's played a lot of VFL footy. He's been the sub, you know, in and out of the AFL side. Whereas now you look at what he's producing, you know, week in, week out for the Bombers. And Spot on. his development has been amazing. Amazing, but Perkins too. Perkins, Caldwell, yeah, and that's the thing. There's so many Martin. of these kids that you can just pop their names in, and you, you know, they're the first on the whiteboard each yep. and every week. Mm. Wealthy for pressure. Yeah. It's just, it is. It's, it's a real treat to watch, and I think a lot of us, as we touched on, expected it to burst at some point. If they yep. continue playing that way, they will give themselves every chance not just to play finals, but also win one. Oh, I love that. Love that, Dale. If they cops and killed the Western Bulldogs, oh. they packed MCG full Eston fans. The Marvel Stadium was packed yeah. um, on Sunday. Last point on the Bombers for me, right? If they beat Geelong this weekend, right? Oh. So it's, it's brother versus brother, Mano versus Amano. I don't think Brad Scott's beaten Chris Scott in the coaching battle since 2015. All right, if Eston beat Geelong this weekend, it is the most significant regular season win for the Bombers in, I don't know, 10 years, right? Since the James Heard days, like... The whole decade of doom officially closed. Is it probably already officially closed? But if they beat Geelong, it will be their biggest win in 10 years, I reckon, for us. There is massive Agreed. games coming up this weekend for lots of sides. The Blues, of course, again, another one we can touch on later. Petrarca is your second point. Yes, yes, yes. Petrarca. I love this because mm. this almost came out of necessity rather than yep. the option just to try it with Bailey Fritch going out. They couldn't connect. Good day, Abby. They, nope. they, they couldn't uh, convert on the scoreboard. So they just go and send their best midfielder at the the moment and tell him to play forward. It gives the keys to the Melbourne engine room to a bunch of youngsters. Clayton Oliver's not there, so it's Tom Sparrow. Mm. It's James Jordan. It's all these other nipsies who are sort of running the show in there now. And Petrarca says, kick it to me because I can kick goals. Kick four at the weekend was outstanding. How will he go? Like, is this the permanent look? Do you think this is the way forward? Do you think Do you think Petrarca will see when Clayton Oliver comes back? Will he be forward thinking, hang on, I, I want to get back in there. That's my preferred position. Can he put his ego aside? I don't think that this is a permanent look. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Christian yep. Petrarca is one of the best midfielders in the competition. But where the Ds were falling down was that connection piece with their, their mids and their forwards, and they didn't really have somebody that was just taking the game on, yep. tearing it apart inside 50 mm. and, and producing, you know, what he did on the weekend. 20 disposals, four goals. Mm. He's so powerful. He's so strong through the hips. Like if he, yeah, takes a ball inside. We're still talking about footy. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. Just, I'm he's, kidding. He's I'm kidding. Melbourne's Dusty. <laughs> yes. yes. Right now exactly he's right. Melbourne's Dusty. But you, yeah, you can't say that, yeah, he's going to go down there full time, can you, Daisy? Would no, you? you can't. Well, no. while Fritch is out, it makes sense. But yeah. when maybe Fritch comes back, I think it'll be a real... Uh, a good really, on Goody as yeah. well for showing faith in the other yep. boys yep. at the at the footy club to get it done in the midfield. What do you too. reckon? 
Uh, it was a match-winning move yep. to putting mm. Petrarca there. Obviously, yep. no real connection. And then also, I love Melksham. I, I know he's been in and out, much maligned at times. I love what he brings for that dynamic of the football club. He leads at the kicker. They have so many entries, and a lot of the time he's just haphazardly kicked in. He's someone who draws the attention of the kicker, and that's the easiest kick you can make as a midfielder coming yep. out. You want someone 15, 20 metres coming at you. All you got to do is sit it up. You can miss him by a metre each side. You can miss him high or low, and you get a shot on goal. We love that from the D's. A big tick for them, also yep. a big tick for the Saints. Yep. Uh, your final point, and I've yep. got it here, and I won't use the word that's on the end of it, but north, not so good. <laughs> no, so the the, the, the um, sparkle and shine has worn a bit off the camp. Kangaroos. Mm. Now, we try and be glass half full, uh, Abby, here at mm. Footy Talk Podcast, but sometimes some people disappoint us, don't they? And North Melbourne are doing that at the moment. They won those two early games early in the season, but they're struggling. We saw Griffin Logue um, with an injury. Um, their back line has been poor. They play West Coast in a, in a few weeks, and I reckon that over in Perth, and I think West Coast win that game, which oh. leaves West Coast and North Melbourne on two wins for the season. Do West Coast want to win the game? Well, because Here's their percentage, I pose to you. West Coast percentage is so horrific. They've sort of got they a mortgage yeah. on the number one right. um, pick anyway. So I think on the home deck, I think they could beat North Melbourne. I think they deserve genuine scrutiny at the end of the year. Has North Melbourne actually taken a step forward this year, people? Where, where's Clarko at? Where's he's in the background? Yeah, he's it's probably. Uh, it's, you'll probably read between the lines. It's not going to be this season. Is there any need for him to come no, back? No, 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 no. Oh no, he's oh, coming Clarko, back. Oh, yes. he, he is. Isn't it this week that they oh, is it? kind of? Uh, they said around 19. Uh, okay. So, so in, in a two weeks' time. Yeah. In a fortnight. Yeah. So I he's working behind the scenes. is what I've just learned. No, no, you're, you're outstanding. <laughs> no, all but the these things do take time, don't they? You're, yep. you're not going to get in, you know, the master in terms of Alastair Clarkson and expect them to play final straight away. No, no. It, it's it's going to take a few years for him to be able to build, yep. you know, yeah, I guess that consistency across his playing group as this well. This is the only third or fourth time they've been smacked. This season. North, by Geelong. Yeah, yep. or just, just in general. Yep. Like they, they've been competitive in a lot of games. This is the It's starting to get away from them. And as yep. we were touching on in the uh, off-air abs, this is a hard time for the teams down the bottom of the ladder. Mm. When you've got literally zero to play for, when you know there's 15 or 14 sides still with the season alive, yep. when you're one of the four that doesn't, yep. you're worrying about football trips, you're yes. still understanding yeah. that you've got a month before you get to the last two weeks. <laughs> it's a really bad time to be a bad side. Hey, abs. Just quickly though, Cooper Harvey, special uh, moment. Shout out, yep. He deserves a bit of a shout out. First game, first goal, um, very proud moment for the Harvey family. And they won't be the last side that goes down to Geelong and gets a touch-up either this season. No, I can no. assure you of that. Abs, you want to move on, we'll talk about your big three takeaways, starting with the boos. Oh, sorry, the blues. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this been? Oh, my goodness. Where has this been? <laughs> so their last three games has been, what, about ten goals, wins? Yeah. Um, they're playing with a certain level of competitiveness that we expected from them mm. consistently throughout. <laughs> Dale Thomas is just banging his head on the mic. Um, but Vossi's come out and said that he's simply simplified their game plan. Mm. Would have loved to have seen him simplify it before the season. Exactly right. You've got a whole preseason. <laughs> round four would have been a good. Maybe then round eight if you haven't done it by then. You've got a also whole round twelve is a good time if you haven't done it by round eight. I know. Working in month incremental uh, blocks. Shattered. Oh. Um, because, you know, all of the Blues fans are now sitting there going, what could have been? Yes, they're still, you know, wow. we're, they're still alive, 
aren't they? One of the biggest Blues fans is Dave Hughes, and he was outside. Yeah, he stormed in here before, <laughs> and he usually just brings us some insight. Usually it's rather negative in the term of the Blues. Mm-hmm. He was optimistic. He said grand final mm-hmm. this weekend, mm-hmm. 4.40, v Port Adelaide. We win this, we play finals. It, yeah. it, you know, and that's a good shout yes. from Dave Hughes. If There's also a fair chance they get beaten by 10, 10 goals. goals. Agreed. <laughs> it, is, it is in Melbourne. It is in Melbourne. It is here. It is Melbourne. Mal- but Marble. Port Adelaide travel pretty well. They do. But how, can they, how long can they stay up? Like, how many they wins in a row is it? 13. Uh, 13 at the minute. They yeah. have to lose at some point, although yeah. we did say that about Geelong to the back half of last season. They, mm. I think, rolled through 16 and just stomped over the Swans in the process. Your other point was about Geelong's second point, but in particular... One of your favourites. Yes, and that is Zach Tui. Congratulations to him. Game 265 on the weekend. So mm. he now takes over from Jim Steins as the most games played by an Irishman. And Zach Tui is just all class, yep. right? There was a beautiful presentation after the game at GMHBA on the weekend and, um, you know, some members of the Steins family were there and um, everybody's celebrating Zach. And Zach turns around and says, I've actually got something for you as well. So he gave them a present and mm. he, he, he was basically saying I feel a little bit embarrassed to to be in this situation and this position because I absolutely idolise Jim Steins and um yeah, he's done so much for the game from an Irish perspective. So. Love that. Nice, love nice. It. Just a big loving down there oh, at the Cattery, and we, yeah. we do like that. And well done to Zach as well. A tremendous accolade to have alongside what has been a fantastic career for mm. anyone, let alone a bloke who didn't know what Aussie rules was. Yeah. Max King is your last point. Ooh. With some question marks on the end of it, and I like oh, where I think this may be going. Yes, and it's a little bit controversial, right? And we're <laughs> shattered for Max yeah. that he's missing the rest of the season, obviously yep. with that shoulder injury on the weekend. But... My question is, is this such a bad thing for the Saints moving forward in terms of their their forward connection and the way that they are, are, are more unpredictable to, to sides. You don't have to tiptoe around it. It's I know. A, it's a, I'm trying to I'm trying, to, trying to be nice, but, but it, it's a great point. And we looked at some numbers a few weeks ago on seven when we had a Saints game and it was... The shots on goal from Caminiti, Owens and Mason Wood, and they were up in their, you know, high teens, 20s, and that was when Max King was out of the side. And then they showed um, the numbers when Max King came back, and those numbers were drastically, they were like a handful, you know, four four shots on goal, five shots yep. on goal. So I think for the Saints, when they were really, really, really dangerous early in this season, it was when Ma- Max was out, but that created that unpredictability mm. for sites. Anybody could have popped up a and kicked goals. A little bit like goals. the pies. When a you don't bit, have a number yeah. one banana, mm. you've got six bananas that yeah. could kick you a goal. you exactly got a fruit right. salad. you got a genuine fruit salad and you know what most of the ingredients are? What? Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when Max King's in that side, you know he's such a presence and that's where the yeah. ball's going the nine times out of ten. collapses on him Absolutely. At times, so this just Point. creates a little bit more of an unpredictable forward line for the Saints, and I think that's a very dangerous thing. Bloody good start from you two. Nice. We're going to take a break. After this, we'll get Jay-Z's top three plus the three things I learnt on the weekend. The weekend takeaways. This is the Footy Talk Podcast.
You're listening to the Footy Talk Podcast, your one-stop football shop. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Get involved if you're on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or the TikTok at footytalkpod. It's time to roll through to my three takeaways, and I'm following on yes. from the Saints. Mm-hmm. They lost on the weekend 21 points, but I could not have been more impressed with what I saw. Injuries, the three injuries in the first quarter meant they had 23 rotations left. Mm. They weren't anywhere near the cap of 75. Mm. They were plus six six inside 50s, plus two in centre clearance, plus eight in contested possession and had eight more tackles. They were up for the fight. Yes. Mm. They would have beaten Melbourne if they had three fit players and I'm rather confident in saying that. Yep. If they produce that week in, week out, they're going to play finals and they're going to win finals. I couldn't be on uh, more on the same page of that, Daisy. I thought it was one of the performances of the year, to be honest. One of the, It's certainly from a, a losing perspective, hung in the contest and could have pipped it. You know, a bit of accuracy on goal, could have stayed in there. As you said, they were down on rotation. So for me, it's about the brand at St Kilda. I love the commitment and the brand at the Saints under Ross Lyon. They just need a bit more quality mm. in their talent level and their disposal, and I think it uh, it is sunny days for the mighty people at Moorabbin. They had the top four disposal winners on the ground, but Naziah Wanganin Miller, one oh. of the best games that we've seen him produce um, ever for, yep. for the Emerging same... right in front of oh, our very isn't eyes. He, isn't he? He's so awesome. impressive. But, yeah, 100%. You could see towards the end of the game that they were absolutely gassed. Yep. <laughs> um, they but didn't... kept coming. Kept coming. Um, and, yeah, so I think that if you're a St Kilda fan out there looking at the effort and the energy that they produced on the weekend, you're pretty happy with where they're at. I've been a naysayer on the Saints, and I'm happy to put my hand up when I get it wrong. Them and the Bombers, I thought at some point it had hit the skids. Mm-hmm. Yep. The way they're playing shows no indication of that. They're playing hard, tough mm. finals football. Defence first, which yep. is what stacks up. Yep. That's why we're so bullish on them. My second point for the weekend, right now I believe this firmly, it is the Pies flag to lose. Names coming back in who aren't playing at the minute. The way they're structuring up, the way they're playing, Jordan DeGoey just rolling back through. Still side bottom, still to come. That's what's scary, that midfield group. yeah. It's just and I know Pies fans will probably want the lid on, but it is well and truly off. <laughs> yes. And what about Port Adelaide there? Are you, are you disrespecting no, no, well, Ken's men? I think that they will, right now, that would be the grand final, but I think the Pies, they bet them by 70 oh. points on the MCG earlier in the year. Yeah, that's a fair If point. it was to be played will, tomorrow, the I, Pies would be favourites, no doubt. I lick my lips thinking of a potential Collingwood Port, Port Adelaide, Adelaide grand final. Yeah. Mm. Butters, Rosie. Oh, yeah. I lick my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Cashies everywhere. If you need me, hit me up on the Instagram, dthomas underscore 39. I'll change that to 13 just for the week if need be. And my last point was the Crows' disappointment. What a horrible performance from the boys from Adelaide. One team came over playing a final. One team rocked up like it was round 17. Their away record is nothing better than shithouse, and they produced that again. So disappointed in a side that I thought was the number four seed going into this round. I've got them back in the muck now. Mm. Why can't they win? A- I don't know. One from seven yeah. in their away And that away was Hawthorne in Launceston yeah. by three points. Yeah, so you can't really count so that no. one, can you? It's a real thing, Abby, isn't it? Like, oh, big time. Yeah. They're so good at Adelaide Oval. They are so good. But as soon as they get oh. on the bus, on the plane, Mm. They suck. <laughs> Might be a bit of overeating. I know coaches talk oh, a lot yeah. about overeating the at the buffet. Yeah. The Scr- scrambled eggs, that used to yeah. get me. Yeah. You'd never have eggs normally they when you're need at home. To, they then... genuinely need to figure it out, though, because mm. you know they are back in the muck now, and their season has been so good because of the games they're playing, currently find themselves on the ladder in ninth position. So out of the eight, 
Lots are still go, but they need to sort this out. Couldn't agree more, uh, Daisy. Matthew Nix conceded that in the press conference. He said, we're turning the joint upside down to try and find the answer Mm. to this question on all of our lips. He said, we're scratching our heads, but we're going to keep working at it. And once we find the answer, we feel it's going to turn quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Righto. That was our takeaways. But the moment everyone waits for on this show is your top three headlines of the week. Really set the scene here with the Footy Talk podcast. Very kind, uh, both of you. I want to start first with high IQ, right? What does that mean? Well, high IQ. What Gee, does that mean? Do you, I know what it means. What a, do, you, do you want to have a crack at it? Hi, oh, Isaac, Isaac Quainer. Quainer. Yeah, yes. You're very good, right? <laughs> so we're sleeping on this man. He was outstanding against the Bulldogs on Friday night again. We're talking about all Australian uh, contenders at the mm. moment, aren't we? Yeah. This man deserves to be right at the forehead, like right he in front of us. Like a big zit on your nose. Like a big one that you just head. have to pop. Like he doesn't get enough a recognition. Goiter. A big Richard goiter. <laughs> Uh, he is going so well. He is a powerful looking oh, man. Yeah. Like he, you really put him on the post, like yeah. on your bedroom wall. He would be men's for all season back in the day. Oh. It's the cornrows for me. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> and he is a delightful young man, um, always a, a pleasure to deal with, and on the footy field, plays with power. Savage. So Kane a and the rest swagger. of you, all Australian contenders, get listen to get this in your ears and have a listen. Give the man some recognition. High IQ, Isaac Quainer. I think it's a strong start. Good start. Good. Really good really start. Thank you. I'm now, slightly concerned you've peaked too early. <laughs> For the first time. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm talking. A lot of sexually new endo coming. Is everything all right at home? I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on Saturday night, right? So kids are outside. Season. <laughs> Zoe may have to do some editing on today's episode. Um, season shaping. I tell you what, I just look forward to Saturday afternoon. We called it Saturday, uh, Super Saturday in the past. Season shaper. This is where all the finals calculations. Oh. This is the period. There's a six-hour oh, yeah. period on Saturday. Wow. This is get in front of your TV. You just get your. La- you know, you sit in front of your ladder predictor for hours. Yep. Does everyone else do that? I did that just yeah. before. Yeah. Yep. We've got Carlton versus Port Adelaide, as we talked about. Geelong versus Essen in the finals race. And Adelaide versus GWS. That's going to be another elimination final, a knockout game for one of those two clubs. So Saturday evening will be the most significant six hours of football oh, we have seen. Cancel so far this any season. plans. All of it. Yeah, absolutely. Any plans. You yep. just you do not leave the couch. Mm. Sit in front of the telly. I've actually got a Bogan bingo night on mm. Saturday. And oh. I've got a flannelette top of chesty bonds and a blonde. Mullet wig. So. Must be nice to have only had to go out and get the blonde wig. Uh, <laughs> your final headline. That's what? sharp from me. Oh, that's good, Daisy. All round good that's guy. Good though, material. Um, now, now, third one. I try and keep it positive, but ruck crisis, right? Ruck and roll crisis. I don't know something along those lines because Essendon might not have a recognised ruckman in this game against Geelong. So we pumped oh. up the bombers, but they're mm. going to be. What in about trouble. eight metre Peter? <laughs> Eight metre Peter does his best work in the forward line. This is true. So Sammy Draper's out with a hip. He's not coming back in. Now Andrew Phillips is in some MRO strife oh. after um, hip oh, and shouldering old mate O'Brien. Yep. So he looks, if they're going to be consistent on that, he looks like he's going to miss a week. So that's going to um, turn our attention to Nick Bryan, who looks like he's 15. Okay. You know, the blonde, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the big blonde ruckman, good looking man. Do you need a ruckman? Ooh. We've had this chat. We've had this chat a lot. I say yes because I'm engaged to a ruckman. Yeah, well, that is true. (laughs) The the Fremantle were dominant in the ruck area yesterday and got absolutely smacked. Good point by you. And the way the Bombers play, yes, it is sort of Mm. forward half pressure, but if they can, they're not too bad at rebounding off halfback. Do you sacrifice Sam Wiedemann, like a sacrificial lamb? That's that's a good shout because that might be something that gets him into the game. Get me on the coaching staff, uh, people. That's my headlines this week. Okay. Round of applause. Well done to you all, Abs. You have the most fantastic week. 
plenty on for you? Uh, well, I'm currently babysitting my mum. She's down from Darwin, so, yeah. Babysitting, babysitting my mum. I'm not sure that's how it's meant to go. What did you do? She came to the footy on Friday night. Oh, loved it. Good on her. BT nice. got around. had a photo on the desk. Ah, oh, outstanding. Jay-Z, well <laughs> yes. done. You've got about 12 more hours to punch through of the last day of school holidays. <laughs> then you have earned yourself a break. You've been listening to the Footy Talk podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Have yourselves a wonderful week. Bye. Listener.